0: Take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 15, John chapter 15, and talk about the true vine. Jesus said, I am the true vine this morning. Here in a little bit, um, 6 o'clock, our plane leaves for India, Uh, Chad and I and Brother uh, Sinagar Sagadavan will be heading off for a week uh, in India to do some ministry, so uh, we do appreciate your prayers. Pray for uh, Rebecca and the kids while we're gone, Stephanie, and Finnegar's wife, Prema. I always get homesick, you know. I'm already homesick. I haven't even left. So, But I remember last time, I remember the first time that I went, and it just seemed like it was mass chaos. And I got there and uh, was homesick the first day. And I remember thinking, I was tired. I couldn't sleep on the plane remember thinking, this is crazy. There's nothing that, there's, it's just how can we do ministry here? How, how, it was just mass chaos was the thing. There's so many things going on. And started listening to the, to the wrong voices, really. And I uh, started getting discouraged on the first day. And then uh, later that night, we went over to the pastor's house. And uh, when we got there, the one that we're doing village ministry with, and I uh, got over to his house, and there was two two guys sitting there that were in their mid to late 20s, Daniel and Sam. And he, he said, these these two guys have surrendered their life uh, to, uh, to ministry, to follow the Lord. And uh, right now, Daniel is pastor in a small church in one of the villages. So in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of all the stuff, God can, God can work, and God does work and uh, despite uh, all of our limitations. And that's kind of what we're talking about this morning is God uh, working through us to make us fruitful. And In John chapter 15 and verse 1, the Bible says, I am the true vine. This is what Christ said, Jesus said. And my father is the husbandman. I am the true vine, or I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and the men gather them and cast them into fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words... Abide in you. ye shall ask what you will, and ye shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be, my disciples. Verse nine: As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continuing my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even if I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Jesus begins here by saying, and again, the seventh of the I am statements. uh, In John, he says, I am the true vine. Up to this point in Scripture, the Old Testament, uh, Israel was pictured as the vine. And Jesus is letting them know that now He is the true vine. If we are to be connected to the Lord spiritually, if we are to be a part of His family, this is going to be through Christ. Not through Israel. Not through... Religion, not through anything like that, but to draw our spiritual nutrients, our spiritual strength, spiritual life itself comes through Christ, not by any religion, but through Christ alone. The true Christian, the true Christian is a branch of the true vine. The true church is a branch of the true vine. As we read this passage, we have to ask ourselves, is fruitfulness uh, in my own individual life, being fruitful, is that even on my radar? You know, is that something that I think about, you know, to be fruitful? You say, what's it mean to be fruitful? Well, I mean, to lead other people, to point other people to Jesus Christ, to be a light. Right? That's fruitful. To edify the church, help build up, encourage and help other Christians to help and build up our home and our family, to encourage those that God's given us around us to minister to. That's fruitful. To be able to lead our children to Christ. Is these things even on our radar? I would assume that it is. Here we are at church, and I have to believe that the only reason why you're here this morning is because you want to be, right? No one's forcing you. No one's making us. We come, why? Because we want to hear from the Lord. We come because we want to worship Him. We want to thank Him. Listen, this week the Lord has answered prayers. There's multiple things just uh, leading up to the trip um, in India that we were... You know, we were waiting on, hoping everything fell into place. We prayed about it. That's about all we could do. And I say that's all we could do, but that's a lot, right? right. And, and, and Friday morning I heard we, we had, uh, you know, we had wired money for the orphanage so that they could purchase all the things, beds and all these things to be able to open on February 20th. And we sent it on January 31st, and it should have been there within, you know, two weeks, and it was not there. And we're trying to, you know, with two different time zones, trying to figure out where this is at, and we're wanting to open it while we're there. And I'm praying and praying and praying, and Friday, Friday morning wake up just two days ago. And Finnegar says, listen, God has answered our prayer. They may receive it. He said, were you really worried about that? I don't, you know, I don't know where it would have been lost at or what have you, but yeah, I was a little bit worried about that. But God works these things out. We pray to him, we talk to him, We uh, fellowship with him. Listen, he answers prayers. We come here just to thank him for who he is. Isn't it good just to sit and just think, listen, God is, is at work in my life. He knows me. He's working things out for my good even when it doesn't seem like it. This fruit, we, we desire it. Listen, as Christians, there's something inside of us that hungers for this fruit in our life, for the Lord to work in our life, to see God at work in, in our life. And this comes through Christ. you know, fruitfulness, uh, just fruit in itself, fruit on a on a tree or fruit on a plant. That is evidence of life, isn't it? And so in our Christian life, this fruitfulness is evidence of life. You know, we look around in the, the woods right now and there's no leaves on the trees, right? But here soon, spring's coming. It is coming soon. Thank God for that. We can thank Him for that. We're going to start seeing signs of life on the trees, aren't we? We'll be able to see the buds come out and the leaves come out. And we, the same way, desire this spiritual fruit in our life because, truthfully, that's the joy of our Christian life. The Bible tells us in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. He says, against such there is no law. Listen, if we have those results in our life, those will affect us, right? Those will affect uh, those around us. Those will affect our family members, the people around us. If we have the uh, fruit of God's spirit in us and working through us, it'll be a blessing to the people that we come into contact with, right? They'd say, wow, their life is fruitful. Right? There's something that's refreshing about it. same is true with us as Christians, with God's Spirit working in us and through us. Uh, we'll be a light to the world. We'll be a light to those that don't have hope, to the lost. To be able to show them the way. This spiritual fruitfulness, we have to be intentional. You um, should ask ourselves as we consider and and kind of check our own hearts, uh, is this something that we're concerned about obeying? The choice to abide, the choice to uh, uh, fellowship with Christ is absolutely our responsibility. It's our privilege. It's our privilege to be able to be in constant fellowship with Christ. He does tell us in Ephesians Chapter five and verse eighteen, he says, "Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit." That's a command. Be filled with the Spirit. We are sealed with God's Spirit until the day of redemption at salvation. But there is a—that's our indwelling Spirit. But there is an infilling, in where we are, we are yielding ourselves and submitting ourselves to the Spirit's prompting and leading and conviction, sanctification process in our lives, being filled with God's Spirit. That's like a branch that's full of sap, right? It's going to be fruitful. It's the same as a Christian that's full of God's Spirit. It's going to be fruitful, right? This true vine, the true vine, uh, it'll make us feel better than what we otherwise would have. It'll make us act different than what we otherwise would have without the shame, without the pain of other things. If we're intentional as Christians to abide, to stay in fellowship with Christ, this would be our priority. Listen, this is not a message about, okay, we need to be good people, we need to be better people. No, this is a message to say, we have to stay in fellowship with Christ. As the branch, we are nothing without the vine. Right? As the branch, we cannot bear fruit without Christ. The key to being fruitful, the key to much fruit is abiding in Christ, remaining in Him, in fellowship with Him. If you take the, the Gospel of John in its entirety, we would see that this journey begins with salvation, right? Jesus said, you must be born again. That's what He says to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He goes on to say that He is the door, Right? Not all paths lead to God. That's right, amen. He, said, he said that there's a broad way that leads to death and there's a narrow way that leads to life, right? right? So it's not the fact that we, no matter what path or what direction that we're heading, we just say, God, come be with me in the path that I'm on. No, he says there's a door. Right, amen. And we must enter into the door. Without that... We have no spiritual life. But then after receiving Jesus Christ, after receiving salvation, after entering into the door, there is a continual fellowshipping. There is a continual um, drawing close to the Lord and and, and staying in constant relationship. You say, this sounds simple. that The Christian life would be enter through the door, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And then to continue on in our relationship with with Christ by just simply following Him, by simply staying in fellowship with Him through His Word, through prayer, through fellowship. it, It is simple, and it sounds simple, but there's a lot of things that would distract us from doing that. Would you agree? That there's a lot of things, there are a lot of forces, evil forces, the enemy would fight against that. Simple faith and following the Lord. There's a lot of cares of this world. There's a lot of thorns and weeds, in other words, distractions that can choke that out. He does say here that if we, um, in verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. You know what the Lord wants? You know what the Lord's calling for? He's calling for disciples. True followers. Those that would deny themselves and take up their cross and follow Him. He says if we're going to bear fruit, if we're going to bear much fruit, if we are bearing fruit, then there's going to be some purging. Right? There's going to be some cleansing. How is that? How does that uh, purging, cleansing? uh, we've, We've... call it the sanctification process. God setting us apart for His service and His use. How, how does that, how does the Lord do that in our life? He says He does it through His Word. You see that in verse 3? Now you're clean through the Word which I have spoken unto you. He says in verse 7, if ye abide in me and my words, abide in you. It's good to meditate on the words of the Lord. It's good to allow God's Word to to penetrate our heart and to begin to uh, think on these things and slowly but surely this is the purging process, the cleansing process that God does in our life. And let me ask you, why does He do it? Why does God purge us? Why does God cleanse us? He says here that He does this so that we can bear more fruit that we can bear more fruit. We don't just try to stay clean. We don't just try and stay right with God in our Christian life because we're legalistic. We try and stay close to the Lord and stay clean in our lives because we love Christ. Because the fellowship that we have with Him, here's what it is, because the fellowship that we have with Him is far more important to us than all the other things that would break that fellowship. That would separate that fellowship with Christ. What does it mean to abide in Christ? What does it mean to do this? Well, it be to continue? To be stationary? This unbroken fellowship with Christ. How, how fruitful would a tree be if... I mean, we wouldn't even assume. We've truthfully... We wouldn't even assume that a branch, an apple tree, that an apple branch could have apples on it if it wasn't connected to the tree, would we? And so therefore we, we have to stay connected to Christ to have the spiritual fruit in our lives. Sin will break this fellowship, but if we're quick, quick to confess, right? Quick to restore, quick to humble ourselves and, and keep that fellowship with Christ... This is how we can have the eternal fruit. So many times we as Christians will try everything to have you know, love, and joy, and peace in our, in our lives. But this passage, I feel, like makes it very clear that these things come naturally when we're in constant contact, when we're in constant fellowship With Christ, this is a eternal, internal. Excuse me. This is an internal power that brings external fruit. Again, and I've used this example here before. That so many times in our Christian life, we focus on you know trying to have fruit in our life, but He's telling us it's like a a fruit tree trying to focus on having fruit. It doesn't. It just what? It's just a bias. As long as the branch is in the, the, the tree, it's going to have fruit. So many times we go around thinking we need to make sure that we have these good things in our life. You know, We know that we need to be uh, 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 loving so that we'll try so hard to be loving. But maybe the, the focus shouldn't be on the, the fruit. The focus should be on the abiding in Christ, fellowshipping in Christ, And the fruit will come naturally. The fruit will come naturally as a result of an internal power through Christ, through the fellowship with Him. He does say this, and it's as clear as can be, without me, you can do nothing. It would be like just... It's empty religion to do spiritual activities, right? It's empty religion to put biblical labels on things without the power source, right? I mean, you can do it. We, you, can, you can have a church building. You can have church labels. You can have biblical things. But without Christ, without the gospel, we're nothing. I mean, we're there, I mean, we're doing things, we're doing activity, but what, what long-term spiritual, eternal thing are we doing without the gospel? Without the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, without Christ alone. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? It's the power of God. Listen, it doesn't matter what label you put on it, when we get, when we get plugged into the power source, which is Christ Jesus, Uh, we'll have spiritual fruit. We'll have spiritual fruit. He says this, you can't do anything without Christ, but what's the flip side of that? Philippians 4.13, those two verses go hand to hand. Without me you can do nothing, but Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which which what? Strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ with strengthens me. No matter what we face, no matter what we're going through, no matter what seems impossible, is not impossible. Is anything too hard for God? Is anything impossible with God? Oh, no. With the Lord, with His strength, with His power, we can face, we can do what He has called us to do. How fruitful would a tree be how fruitful would a branch be if it was only connected to the you know, tree once in a while? It wouldn't be, would it? This is the picture that we have as believers. This is the picture that we have as Christians is to stay in fellowship with Him. Stay close to Him. Stay stay in, 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 in prayer and in His Word feeding on these things as the branch it should be we should be so close to the vine that you can't see necessarily exactly where the vine stops and the branch starts right that's unity the unity that we have as the body of Christ we're one with Christ isn't that what he teaches that we are in unity we as the branch we're an extension of the vine This this puts a a kind of a burden on us, not a burden, but a privilege to be able to say that we are ambassadors for Christ. We're the light of the world. We are called to the Great Commission. It's already been done. We are in Christ's stead here on earth. He's going to give us the power, he's going to give us the strength, he's going to give us the words. He's going to give us the wisdom to do what he's called to do. If we're in fellowship, if we're in one with him. Listen, what's it mean to be in unity? This is the this is a oneness of purpose, right? That his purpose becomes what? Our purpose. So many times people are looking for their purpose, their, you know, their calling, their vision. Hey, our purpose is His purpose. Right. As we become one with Christ and in unity with Him, uh, His will becomes what? Our will. His mind, we need a new mind, don't we? We need a transformed mind. How do we do that? We, we begin to put on the mind of Christ, Right? This is the unity that we're to have. When we, listen, that's what he's saying in verse, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask uh, what you will, and it shall be done unto you. You know, as we begin to become in this uh, perfect unity and this oneness with Christ, our, our prayer life begins to be uh, that we're praying in the will of God. Does that make sense? That uh, we start to pray God's will. Listen, we start to pray for the lost. We start to pray for the things that Christ would have us to pray for, right? The Spirit will lead us into uh, praying these prayers. He does say in in, in Ephesians there that we're to pray in the Spirit. Listen, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, He'll take us uh, deeper into our Christian life. I said this Uh, a week or two ago, that sometimes in our prayer life, if we're praying uh, in the will of God, sometimes our prayers may even scare us. Why? Because it takes faith. The Holy Spirit will lead us into uh, faith. Places that are a little bit, uh, uh, places we haven't been, places that we'll have to say, Lord, I need you for this. I need you for this. The truth is we need him for everything. But we'll say, my goodness, I can't do it without you, God. Man, what a great place to be. What a great place for the vine to finally realize, the branch to finally realize that we can't do anything without the vine. But the vine has all the resources we will ever need. To live out his purpose and his vision and his plan for our life, he has all that we'll ever need. The vine has more, uh, more, a uh, sufficiency than we could ever uh, uh, exhaust. Does this mean that in abiding in Christ that we do nothing, that we just rest. Some people take this to the extreme that, oh, then we're not supposed to you know, do anything. No. No. The opposite is true. We start abiding in Christ, fellowshipping with Him. He's going to lead us into places, going to take us uh, places in our life. It'll be anything but boring. Right? We read in Hebrews 11, because uh, he had faith or she had faith, in God did things in their lives, right? That's exactly what will happen. When we start uh, believing God and following God, God will start opening doors for us. Listen, if you and I are willing to preach the gospel, God will give us places to do it. If we're willing to tell other people about Christ, if we're willing to show His love, He'll give us places to do it. People need it. You know, we act like sometimes that you know, the world doesn't want to hear the truth and people are close. I, I, there's a lot of people that would hear it. If we started giving them, telling them the hope of Jesus Christ, there's a lot of people that would hear it. This is how, when, we, when God begins to work through us and there's fruitfulness in our life, this is, how, this is how God is glorified in our lives. He says the Father is glorified by us bearing much fruit. When we abide in Christ and Christ's power works through us, that we have spiritual fruit, God the Father is glorified in our lives. Yeah. And my goodness, what an ultimate purpose in our life to bring glory to God. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created. To bring glory to God. Let me say it this way. We were created to be fruitful. We've been studying in Genesis and it starts with Adam and Eve He tells them to be fruitful and multiply. And then Noah and his sons tells them to be fruitful and multiply. He tells Abraham to be fruitful and multiply. He tells Jacob to be fruitful and multiply. You know what he tells us as New Testament Christians? Be fruitful and multiply. Spiritually, be fruitful and multiply. Take what God has given you and give it away. How do we put this into practice? How do we put this in practical terms? As individuals, we truly want to be fruitful. As a church, we want to be fruitful. We want to know that what we're doing is bringing glory to the Father. We want to know that what we're doing is making an impact, not just in the community, but in the world. You say, we're too little of a church to have a worldwide vision. No, we have too big of a God not to have a worldwide vision. We have too big of a God. He can do anything. If we trust Him, if we allow Him to work in us and through us. Our private prayer life is important. To take that time to stay in fellowship and stay in contact with the Father, with the the Son through our private study, that daily bread of getting in God's Word. If you feel hungry, if you feel dry in your spiritual life, if you feel empty, fearful, lonely, lacking purpose, lacking vision, listen, he's, He's calling us. Abide in Me. Remain in Me. Come to Me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Look to Him. Draw from Him for our strength and for what we need. With Him, we can be sustained. With Him, we can have the purpose. As a, as a church, we have so much that we would love to see God do through. We want to be fruitful. We want to see folks come to know Christ. We want to see families helped and Christians encouraged and, and truly live out the name of, of wellspring to be To be a refreshing drink to a world that's thirsty, right? Springs of living water. How are we going to be able to do this? I think after reading this passage, I think after reading this in John fifteen, the way is for us as individuals and us as a church to remain in Christ. He is the head of the church, right? He is the Savior of the body. He is the foundation. He's the cornerstone. He is all in all. With Him, it's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible to be fruitful and to be uh, living out His purpose in this world today. So, how would we do this? You know, if we. If we were to try to set some financial goals, you would have a budget, right? You'd have a, you'd have a plan, a daily, weekly, monthly, right? If we were to try to, you know, uh, lose weight or something like that, you'd have a plan, a weekly, monthly. You'd have goals. You'd have uh, workout schedules. You'd have all these things. I'm only, I'm only saying all that to say this. The plan is not that we go, we have to plan out all the good works that we're going to do. The plan of action here, the, being intentional, is to make sure that we are abiding in Christ. That we as the branch are connected to the vine. We as the branch are connected to the vine. That's what's important. That's what we have to say. Okay, Lord, how do I do this? Okay, Lord, this is the time that I need to spend with you I value it more than anything else, right? I value my time with you, Lord. I value my prayer, my my study time, my reading time, my fellowship with you, Lord. So much, why? Because I know that this is how I'm going to be fruitful. This is how you're going to work your purpose through me. This is how you're going to fill me up to use me our time in fellowship with Him and His Word and in prayer and just in, 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 uh, in fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ. This is our spiritual lifeblood. Abide in Him and He'll take care of the fruit. We're not worried about the results. It's actually wrong for us to worry about the results of it. Our intentionality is to be with Him. Let me ask you this. You believe that God can make us fruitful, that we as Christians—not because we're anything special, not because we're anything uh, unique—but God can make make us and have us bear much fruit. How? Through remaining in Christ, through abiding in Christ, and that ultimately our lives, and our church, can bring glory to God. You believe that? You believe it. Life. Heavenly Father God, I'm asking you, Lord, that you'd stir our hearts to I be in mean, fellowship with you, God. God, help us, Lord, as we, uh, as we go through the, the busy day and the busy lives. Lord, that we would see how important it is, as you've taught us, as you show us in your word, how important it is that we stay c- connected to you. Lord, that we stay in fellowship with You. Lord, that we stay focused on You. Lord, that You will work in us, that You will work through us. I pray that You help us as individuals to put this to practice in our lives. Lord, help us to stay in fellowship with You in Your Word. Help Your Word to wash over us, cleanse us, help us to go uh, into uh, Your Word with humble hearts, looking for truth, Uh, ready to be transformed into your image. God, as we put on your mind and take on your will in our lives, God, we trust that you'll make us fruitful. God, we love you. We thank you for each person that's here uh, this morning. We pray that you just help us as we uh, try to draw close to you and serve you this week. You're wonderful. You answer our prayers. You're everything that's yes, God. We are thankful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.